Okay, I want you to think to yourself, how many of you like to listen to music while you're working out, doing homework, cleaning the house, mowing the yard, or any other job or hobby that you do? I mean, do you like that? Do you, do you listen to music while you do that? So what songs are on your favorite playlist? If you pull out your phone right now, in fact, I kind of want you to do this, and I want you to open Spotify or whatever app you use to listen to music, what song is queued up waiting to play? I'm curious. So for me, I need to listen to music when I work out. I have a music playlist full of fantastic alt-rock songs from the 90s. I grew up with this music. I get into these songs. The artists that sing them, they still speak to me. Do you know who's not on my workout playlist though? Taylor Swift. Yeah, I know, but I just can't do it. As popular as she is right now, I can't do it. I will never be a crazy T-Swift fanboy, but you know what? I am glad that she's doing what she's doing. I'm glad that she's creating content. I am glad that there are thousands and thousands of people who love her music, and I am so glad that 20 years from now, some fan will be telling a young teenager about their Taylor Swift playlist only to get an eye roll followed by a, oh my God, that is so 2020s. You are so old. <laughs> uh, that will make me smile. So what I am describing has always been true of music. This has always been true of art. Really, this is true of life. So when you're working out or cleaning or doing whatever it is that you do when you're listening to music, the reason that you do not have I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy or you're a grand old flag or sweet Adeline in your playlist, at least I wouldn't expect you to have those in your playlist, is because no one said in 1904 that these songs being the best and most popular of the time are so good, are so complete that we don't need any more songs, that we can be done creating because nothing can possibly beat or even come close to measuring up to I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy. <laughs> Yeah, songs change, art styles change, our perspective in life changes as we have more experiences, as time passes, as our world changes. What has not changed, though, is our love of music and the need to creatively express ourselves and speak to the current generation in song and with melody. And if this is true of music and art, and life in general, then you better believe it is absolutely true of our faith as well. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view, even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view. We know him no longer in that way. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ God, we are reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we are ambassadors of Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, we entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God, 
for our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Our theme this year at Bethlehem is rephrase, perspectives on wholeness. So what does that mean, right? Well, your life does not stay the same. Who you are as a person today is not who you were 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, or even one year, year ago. Time and experience change your perspective on what you value, what you do, and how you see your life, others, and the world, along with how you perceive your faith, the church, and God. The story of our faith and the mission of the church must be able to continually speak to our changing perspectives, to the world and culture in which we live today. The story of God's love, grace, and mercy, that does not change. It doesn't. But the way that we live that out, it does. The way that we're called to express God's love and grace to each other in community, it evolves as our world changes, as our culture changes, as our perspective changes. We need to be able to rephrase how we speak and live out God's love, grace, compassion, and mercy for the church that we are today, for the people that we are today, for the world that we are today. We need to be able to look at life from different perspectives to better bring wholeness to our community and our world, because if we don't, I mean, if we don't do this, it's like trying to tell Taylor Swift fans in 2023 that the 1904 classic Yankee Doodle Dandy is the only song that they should listen to because it is the best, the be-all and end-all of songs. <laughs> and that just doesn't ring true at all. So in our, in our focus text today, Paul is writing a letter to the Corinthian church community. And in it, he's trying to persuade others to adopt his perspective that because Christ laid down his life in love for all of creation, well, all are now one in Christ and all are reconciled in God's love. Therefore, all are called to care for each other. We're called to see each other as loved children of God. I mean, Paul is making a claim that through the way of Christ, there is a new creation that brings life and wholeness. The old world has passed away. The old world where people were unequal and hierarchy reigned has passed away. The old world where power was used to exploit others has passed away. The old world where money, race, class, sexuality, and popularity were used to define one's worth has passed away. The old world where death swallowed up hope and caused great anxiety has passed away. This old world is gone, and in its place is a new creation founded on the unconditional love, grace, and mercy of God. But this good news that Paul speaks, it must be rephrased for each new generation to speak to where people find themselves. Where do you find yourself today? What does this new creation that Paul speaks of look like for you today? What if we were to rephrase Paul's message? What would that sound like for you? To be clear about what I am not saying, the theme rephrase and Paul's message of being a new creation in Christ is not saying that every new thing in life is good and every old thing is outdated and needs to be abandoned. 
There are people who love change and there are people who hate change. And we all live in a culture that is all about upgrading and updating, but this is not what Paul is talking about. This is not the message of the gospel. It's, it's not what we mean by new creation. And, and when we talk about our theme of rephrase, it's not about simply modernizing church ministry. There are plenty of quote-unquote modern churches that completely fall short, fall flat, and are not life-giving communities at all. So, so, so what am I saying? Let me ask you this. This fall in 2023, how is your life different than it was last fall of 2022? What has changed in your family and in your community? Or maybe go a few more years back. What's different now than it was five years ago? If you have kids or grandkids, this is a new year of school. What grade are they in? Did you have a, a, a child move out this year to begin work or to go to college? Are you an empty nester for the first time? How is your health, your family's health? Any changes there? Did you celebrate any milestones, a major anniversary, any changes in your mental health or spiritual health? Are you doing something different for work? Did you lose somebody this last year? If you think about it for a moment, just reflect on your life for a moment. I know you can list the changes that have occurred in your life, the things that you are experiencing this fall that are different from what you've known before. You are not the same today as you were this time last year. You simply can't be. Some of these changes are good. Your kid loves being in high school now. They have good friends. Your cancer is in remission. Oh, thank God. You celebrated a 50-year wedding anniversary. Congratulations, that's fantastic. You are really enjoying your faith community and your new job is working out much better than you imagined. I am so happy for all of you. But not all changes are good. I need to acknowledge that. For every kid who loves school, there is another who hates it, who is bullied, who has anxiety, who struggles to fit in. Maybe your cancer came back or it spread. Maybe this year would have been your 50th wedding anniversary, but instead you are remembering the first anniversary of your spouse's death. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe your new job is just not working out. Maybe you don't like what you, how you find your life. Maybe you're less satisfied and more worried about life with all of the changes that you're experiencing. Maybe you're not sure if you believe in God anymore. Or maybe the institutional church just doesn't work anymore. Maybe that's you. You are not who you were. You can't be. But wherever you are right now, Paul reminds us that new creation is always taking place, that hope is always being formed, that in your joy and grief of the changes that life brings, the grace, love, mercy of God will support you and give you the strength that you need, that your particular perspective on life is known by God who cares for you, sees you, loves you. As a community of faith, we are called to help people experience this, to rephrase this message for this time and this place, to speak to these different perspectives in order to bring hope, healing, and wholeness. 
So join us this year as we serve a community meal that Bethlehem will be hosting on-site each month beginning in October. Join us in our confirmation ministry as we invite members of this community to share their stories with our teenagers. Join us in our partnerships with local organizations that address the needs of our community, like Miracle League coming up later this month. Join us in, in January as we equip people with the tools and resources to walk with aging family members who need more support. Join us in small group ministries and large community building and service ministries so that you and others may come to experience the new creation that comes through the unchanging nature of God's love, grace, and mercy heard from the perspective of where you find yourself in this time in this place. This is what we are looking to do this year at Bethlehem. This is where our focus of ministry is going to be. This is the good news that we hear today. Thanks be to God for that. Amen. As a way of taking today's message a bit deeper into your personal life, here are a couple of reflection questions for you to think about, journal about, or have conversation about. In your head or on a piece of paper, make a list of all the changes in your life since last fall. How many of these changes are good? How many are not? And question number two, from your perspective, how is God bringing about a new creation in your life or your world? What does that look like for you?